and welcome to the Zine School podcast. Um, this is Kay from the Zine Friday Night in West Stealing again. Um, and today I'm very excited to be talking to Luke Yu about Zine Yu. <laughs> so welcome, Luke. Hello, Kay. Um, so I'm going to start off with my uh, awkward starting question of can you describe you to somebody who doesn't know what it is? <laughs> uh, yep. So I describe it as a free weekly zine. Um, usually takes the form of a handwritten letter sealed by staples in a paper bag, but it may take on any other forms that I feel like as well. Uh, and then if I'm talking to someone who's not really familiar with zines, we can go in depth then as to what a zine is. Um, but if not, then I, I go with that. Yep, it's a free weekly zine. And how long have you been doing it for? So it started the first week of November 2001. So that wow. is, how long is that? 22 22 and a bit years. Wow, that is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a long time. So that is, I, I did, did the numbers recently. I've got issue number 1,200 coming out soon. How do you keep track when you've got that many zines? Like, do you file them all? And what's your filing system? <laughs> yes, I do. So I did an anthology of it after five years of the zine, and it was a real headache because I just had this big box, like a sailor's chest, and I was keeping them, which was good, and I, but I would just throw them in there each week. So then after five years, I started working on an anthology, which meant there was 250 you know, issues in this box, not in any particular order. So I went through them and put them all in order and it took a long time. So it was a drag. So from then on, my system is I just have a folder. In fact, there should be one. You can tell that I'm quite messy. Uh, where is, uh, it's like one of these, but an A4 folder. And then I just have plastic sleeves in it and I put each issue in the folder, in order. And then at the first page of the folder, I have a page and it says what's on the letter and what's on the bag. So if they were ever separated in theory, it could be connected again at some point. Mm. <laughs> right. Oh, well, that's very exciting to see how the, the sausage is made or filed. <laughs> and then they go, I have, a, I have a studio space and they go to the studio space and they just sit in that folder in a big plastic box. So I've probably got seven plastic boxes full of in order. So each year has a folder. So you can go to 2006, pull out the 2006 folder. You can go through it. They're in order. <laughs> But it, and there is a page, so if they got out of order, they could be put back in order. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> right. Without getting too deep into your filing system, if it's if the U is in a not in a paper bag, and in one, do you just put like a little note in the folder saying like, yes, this one? Yes, I do. So I put a note yeah. in the in the where the plastic envelope is. It'll say this week's issue was a three meter long branch of a tree, and it was wrapped around there. 
and then either I'll have one of those in the studio somewhere or they'll all have gone. But I guess mm. I could. But then I might put a, a copy of the letter, which will go in there, but there won't be a branch. And then I could make another one if I ever wanted to. <laughs> I don't know why I would want to do that. I try to look forward because you're going mm. back and reprinting stuff. I don't have time because I'm ready. I'm ready with the next. I'm ready with the next issue, but I am on holidays at the minute. So when I'm on holidays, I try. I kind of base it because I'm a teacher. I base it around the school term, which is around about ten weeks. Mm. So during the holiday, I try and make multiple bags for future issues, which right. are put me in good prep. So if I get busy at work, I've then got all this stuff I can pull draw upon so here's a future issue which is this issue here it's got a lot of bubble wrap on yeah it. i can see it's like a brown envelope with a bit of bubble wrap on it and you yeah. stenciled below yep so i had i was at work and the drama teacher had ordered some huge like metal scaffolding for the school play and it all came wrapped in this bubble wrap and she was very stressed because it was going to get thrown out, like it was going to fill the dumpster. There was so much of it. And she just was running down the corridor and she said, do you know anyone who can use all this bubble wrap? And I was like, <laughs> I know someone who can use all this bubble wrap. So I took it all, cut it into rectangles. And this is what I'm spending my summer holidays doing. But I've actually got seven. I've got seven issues underway, which I'm trying to get done by the end of the holidays. Here's right. another one. Yeah, so this one's a paper bag with a Y, a red Y on it. Yep, so this is a piece of confetti, I guess you'd call it, which was fired out of the confetti cannon at a Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's gig I went to about three months ago. And, so, and I went with Ella and we were standing right in, we, got, we were right at the front against the fence and there was this enormous cylinder in front of us and Ella was like, what is that? And I'm like, that is the confetti cannon. And you were going to know when that goes off. And Karen O had a pedal, which she hit, would go bang. And then the confetti cannons would go up. But at the oh. end of the night, the entire floor was of the venue was covered with Y-shaped confetti. And I had a bag with me and I just scooped it all up and put it in my bag. And I'm now gluing it onto these bags. But it looks really good. It looks printed because it's such thin paper it's made yeah. from yeah so i'm happy yeah. with that. happy with that oh what else we have this this is next week which is all finished <laughs> this, this is boy it's a yellow I, this is a yellow envelope i was on facebook marketplace and someone said that they had fifteen thousand of these yellow envelopes and did anyone want them and I'm like, yes so i went and grabbed fifteen thousand of these and I've been making my way through them. I think I've used 6,000 so far. But this is an issue. I went and saw L7 twice in a weekend just before Christmas. And they played You've Made My Shit List both nights. And it was like the highlight of the gig. And I went thinking, because oh, with these envelopes, I've been trying to use song lyrics that have you yeah. in them and work the lyrics around them. And when they played You've Made My Shit List, it was like, yes, we have to have that one. <laughs> I spent my holidays sticking tape down, rubber stamping it, because I found out after I got the 15,000 free envelopes, 
I couldn't rubber stamp onto them because they're this weird shiny material. <laughs> so I have to tape, I have to put some masking tape on, then put the rubber stamp on. And then these are them expensive, oh. expensive fancy markers I'm using to write the rest of it on. But I do a print run of 200 every week. So I 200 with that, I can hand do each one like this. Like that's kind of how the 200 comes to exist. 200 is pretty much as many much as I can do with a complex design like that. I have another yeah, yeah, yeah's inspired one. Yeah, it just has a yeah, yeah, yeah's lyric on a brown bag with some white pen, which I'm really liking. So there's going to be a lot more of these coming out because the white pen on the brown bag is is something good. Oh, and this this all these. So this one is coming up. This is going to be launched at the Festival of the Photocopier. This is a split with my friend Benjo, and this was made at the first ever Byron Bay Zine Fair, which mm. Benjo organized last April. So my half was ready to go. The, the Zine Fair was on the 29th of April, and my half of the zine was ready to go on the 30th, but Benjo needed a bit more time to make his half, so he's now finished his half, so we're launching that at Festival of the Photocopier. So that's I think we did 20 pages each. So 20 pages, yeah. they five each, and it just documents what happened at the Byron Bay Zine Fair. And then we have this one coming up. This is an exclusive for a zine vending machine project called Fontella the Zine Machine, which has just launched in Ballarat. So they approached me and asked me if I would make a one-off issue of you, oh. which would only be in their vending machine. So this is good, but because it's in the vending machine, it's it only it takes two dollar coins. So it had to. This is a free because you is a free zine. Yeah. I had to get creative with how it would work. So it comes you get with, refunded. Yes, you get a two dollar mm -hmm. coin stuck to the back of the zine. So you pay two dollars for the zine, but you get two dollars on back. And then I have one more. Sorry. There's just one lucky person in Ballarat who's going to get that copy. Well, there's I've made 15 of them if they want more. Right, okay. I guess I can make more. They asked me for 15, and I said yes. Okay. So, and it's just about – I've been teaching Ella how to drive, so it has a – it's just all about my driving instructor ways, and it has a – there are pictures of cars stuck on the front. But it's nice. I'm real pleased with that scene. And then I have one more, which is all finished, which I do a special issue each year for Invasion Day here in Australia, which is, because uh, it's a weekly zine, <laughs> I want to I wanna not, it's kind of a non-issue that I do. So it's mm -hmm. the non-issue of the zine, which comes out, which has a statement printed on it, why there is no issue that week, but there is an yeah. issue because it's this protest issue. So that one's... That's Rithograph by Ashley Ronin at Helio Press. So that is, I've got to pick that up from her and then that's already. But that means I've got two, four, that means I've got seven issues underway and it's only a nine-week school term. So I'm pretty much set for the term, which is good. Amazing. Well, that, yeah, <laughs> that is really, yeah, blowing my mind a bit how organised you are. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm on I'm on holidays, so I, you know, we went down the beach, and it's like I'll sit around. I'm reading Dracula at the moment, so I kind of sit around, I read Dracula for an hour, and then I make zines for an hour. Then I go and swim in the sea, read some more Dracula, 
make some more zines. But one year I went crazy. We went down the beach for I think two weeks. And it was when I was starting a new job. So I got I got like 25. I wasn't sure how much work it was gonna be. And I got like 25 issues all ready to go. And it was so all the bags were done. So then I can just write the letter each week. Because some weeks the bag and the letter align, but they don't yeah. have to. So like this one. The L7 issue is written at the concert, so that kind of ties together nicely. Yeah. But the stuff with the yeah, yeah, yeah's confetti on it, it'll just be whatever, whatever I'm feeling at the time. Oh, wow. Well, uh, if we've got time left, it's going to ask after all of that. <laughs> um, What is, like... So you, you sound like you've got a real system going for how to get them done. Has oh, there yeah. ever been a really challenging period or a period where you thought you might have to stop or not be able to produce it? Yeah, I mean, when, yeah, well, yeah, when my kids were born, like, I was obviously very busy. So, but I'd prepared and I'd made lots of bags in advance. And I was kind of excited about writing about that. So... The bags were already made. There was plenty of material to write about. So, yeah, just I managed to keep up with it, which was good. No, no, I mean, I, I just, I, I love making the zine. I guess that's the thing about the zine. If I did, every aspect of it I really like. Like the first zines I ever made were like silly drunken zines with friends. And my friends would be very happy to sit around drinking and write silly things on bits of paper but then when it came to photocopying the zine, I was really shocked because they weren't interested. They would not come to office works and photocopy them. And then I'd be in my room with like, you know, piles of paper collating, which I was enjoying again. And they were really not interested in doing that, but I really liked doing that. So with, with the zine you, every aspect of it is something I really enjoy. If it's something I don't enjoy, I just straight up won't do it and it won't be part of the project. So the whole thing is just for my enjoyment completely, really. And if anyone yeah. else likes it, that's that's good. That's good if they like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a what, what an incredible, yeah, work of endurance, even if it's enjoyable. <laughs> well, I'm not finished. I'm not finished yet. I mean, I think after I reckon after about three years, yeah, Anya turned and asked. She just said to me, you know, how long, how long is this going to go for? Because I'd kind of gone from, because I think the first issue I did 50 copies of. And so I, the first few issues used envelopes, you know, from Officeworks or the newsagents or whatever. So I went there, I bought 50 envelopes. I made 50 photocopies. I put them in the envelope, distributed them around Melbourne, did that for the second issue. And then after that, it was like, oh, mate, so I went and bought like a few more envelopes, like three or four weeks. And then I hit up, you know, envelopes are more expensive than I wanted to spend. So I was like, how can I be cheaper? And it was like, oh, if I use paper bags, that's a lot cheaper. And then I found there was like a party store on Sydney Road and it sold, you know, packs of a thousand paper bags. So all of a sudden I, I went from really just taking up my bedside table I went to the party store and bought, you know, a couple, a couple, a two or three packs of a thousand brown bags. So I was taking up a corner of the room, but then I found this like wholesale party place, this factory in Tullamarine. And so I went in my car and I like filled up the boot with paper bags 
And we had a, we had a small spare room at the time, so I kind of took over that. But then I went back again, and I like filled the car with them. And then we had we moved to a new house, and the new house had a double garage. And we, it, it wasn't the kind of garage where you'd park your car. It was just in the garden. So I, I just went back and just bought. So I thought, oh, well, I like I like it. I like each. I like it to have a different size each week, a different color, just a different design, just so you can differentiate it from the week before. So I thought I'll just get multiple size bags. And we've got a double garage. So what does it matter? And so I just kept buying them and filling this double garage. <laughs> then we moved away. From the double garage and so for the past kind of four years i've not bought any bags i've just been right. using what i've got and kind of getting getting less and less and less but then i got those kind of fifteen thousand envelopes so that kind of that threw me <laughs> but you know i, I, I yeah the, the zine's been really good like last year was really good i've got these seven issues for this year and i'm kind of still still ticking along and excited so who can ask for more than that, really? Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if I've got time to ask you, um, do I? Oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So you made an you yeah made an anthology after five years, which I guess would have been manageable still to compile. Sort of, but now, if would you make another anthology, or how would you even do it? Is the time passed? Is there just too much you? Well, we started a second one and Thomas and I scanned a stack of the second one and then we'd scanned all these bags that were open and Tom, who did the design, wanted sealed bags. So we were going to have to go back and scan a lot of them again and it just kind of put us off. I think it's kind of like, because it comes out every week, once you start working on the anthology, it kind of takes precedent over the weekly zine. And it's like, well, I'd rather just keep working on the weekly zine and spend my time putting the anthology together. But I'm kind of thinking maybe, maybe again, I'm kind of feeling, feeling close again. So maybe it could be, but it would be, yeah, it would be, how do you do it? Cause that was five years. So now there's another kind of 18 years on top of that. So do you just try and put not everything in or do you put it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But we're not working on it at all at the moment. But I've got the stuff we did on a hard drive in the studio. So one day, one day it could. But yeah, definitely. No, no. Just working on the weekly zine is enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> are, you, are you dreaming of the anthology for your zine? Oh, well... I need to find an airfield, right? After <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> in itself. <laughs> oh, but well, no, I'm really interested to hear about your filing system because I, I guess I, the way I filed, mine's a lot easier to file, I think. And um, yeah. So do you file it digitally of... yours? Uh, no, well, I mean, they are all on my computer, but the ones that are, they're not scanned as they are. It's just the, the word files. So I could recreate yeah. them if I needed to, but I've got them, the physical copy that gets photocopied. I've got them all in just box files. Um, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. I think, to be honest, even I've got like over 400, that's only like maybe three and a, or two and a half box files so far. It's quite compact. So, yeah, it's pretty low maintenance scene for storing. Yeah, that's doable, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's. I can see that. I can see that being doable. I'm just moving studios at the minute. I've just got a Alice from Sticky has hired me out her shed, 
So I'm back in a double garage again, which is really, it's good. It's really great. I've got this huge hole, the whole back section. And then I have all the used stuff in plastic things. And then whole other containers just of small zine volcano zines. So if I get an order, I can just go to the shed, find the zines, put them in a box. Yeah, it's all good. So it it seems to work. I don't know. It shouldn't. None of it should work. It should be it should be shut down by someone, but it it isn't, and it <laughs> continues, and it it does work. If, if it and it works, and if it ever did become a chore, I think yeah, it could just could just end immediately. But I I can't see it. Can't see no. it becoming a chore, so if it continues. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a it's an incredible zine, and yeah, it's one of my favourites. And I mean, I've been reading it for what, like, ten years, maybe now oh, this year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's you know, it's continues in quality. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's I'm always excited when I get. New Year's. Yeah, look, it's interesting. I do meet people who, like, maybe picked it up. You know, they might have lived in Melbourne 20 years ago and they used to pick it up at record stores or whatever, and now they've lived in Hong Kong for 20 years and then they come back for Christmas and they end up finding one and you see them, they're kind of visibly disturbed. They're like, is that that is that that, that same thing that used to be there 20 years ago? And chances are they're picking it up at Sticky... And then they kind of turn around and I'm still still kind of standing behind the desk as well. And it's just a bit strange, the whole thing. But um yeah, I I think I think the quality's still there. If it if it if it did drop off, I would um have to consider. But no, no, the I mean you look at these seven or eight I've got in front of me here, and all of them, all of them have got me really excited. So good zines, good times. <laughs> we've gone over time okay yeah well i think that's that's a could have asked you so many more questions but i think that's a good place to leave it i think we covered a lot of ground <laughs> i think so i think so all right i'm gonna hit the stop right now <laughs>